When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With me, as always, someone who's a little more skeptical of the institution, live via Zoom video chat, it's Kristen Studdard. Zoom, Zoom, baby. <laughs> oh Here I am. I am I'm a little punchy today, and I'm ready. I'm ready to dare I say it, rock? Okay, perfect. That's, uh, that's all I can ever ask of you, Kristen, is if you're ready to rock. So here we are. I don't know how many weeks it's been. I know that I'm on day 54 of my quarantine or of my self-isolation, whatever you want to call it, because that is my streak on Duolingo. There you go. That's how I know. This is our seventh quarantine playlist episode where to kind of kill time as we don't know what's going on with a rock hall <laughs> oh my put together playlists that are quarantine theme with each song reflecting something about our situation one from each artist of a rock hall class and we have made it to 2014 a year that means nothing to you 2014 I, I, I lived in Los Angeles at this point. <laughs> yeah, so what was the word on the street about the rock hall at that time, though? Try Not, to tap there were that. no words on that street. I was cruising down Sunset Boulevard and not a damn, not a peep, not a beep, nothing. Well, I'll tell you this. We, we came off of a, a good year last week. 2015. Oh yeah, that was a good year. And I will is say this that, gonna be this is gonna be another valley. I will say that 2014 is also a great year. Is this the Nirvana year? Could be. Oh, I remembered something. Well, why don't we start off with an extremely quarantine-y uh, social distancey song from Nirvana called "Stay Away."
that was Stay Away from Nirvana's second studio album, the smash hit success. <laughs> and obviously, uh, one of the most monumental albums of all time. Never mind from 1991. That song was not released as a single and is probably one of the handful of songs from that album that you won't hear on alt rock radio or wouldn't back in the, uh, in the heyday. How many singles were there on Nevermind? It's a weird thing because the radio would play songs that weren't necessarily single singles. But if we're talking about what was officially released, four, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, Lithium, and In Bloom. But also, you know, the radio would play Drain You, they'd play Polly. So it wasn't... Oh, yeah. It wasn't... Well, also, and then a lot of those became popular also after the unplugged or whatever right uh they didn't actually play a lot of the songs from nevermind as a choice on unplugged because i think that was what was expected but they did play polly polly definitely You know, I'm going to say it. Uh, they kick ass. Uh, mm-hmm. You know? They Nirvana, are my favorite band. I do know that. I do know that. Uh, it's Nirvana and um, ABBA, right? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I like ABBA I think, a lot. Yeah, I think those are your two favorite bands. I don't know that I would say they're my two favorite, but ABBA's up there. Like, I, I think that I... I joking think around, that, but... I am not joking around. I'm serious. This is... I'm not joking. It sounds like I would be kidding. I am not joking. I know that you like ABBA a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, I think they're in your top three. Who else would be in your top three? Oh, uh, The Smiths, The Cure, Pixies, Dinosaur Jr., Talking Heads, Devo. ABBA, number two slot. ABBA. <laughs> you know who liked ABBA a lot? was Kurt Cobain. I believe that. I guess who doesn't like ABBA? Right. I well, also ABBA, I mean like Kurt had a lot of pop tendencies. Don't tell you know? him that. Well, that's that's the thing is he <laughs> I think that was a, a constant conflict for him was that he's like this punk, he wants to be this punk underground guy, but I also think he really is drawn to hooky pop music. Yeah, well, I mean, like, even it's like, this is a very hooky song, and it's about how he doesn't want to be cool or popular. Right, yeah. It's (laughs) kind of at at the core of all of Nirvana, whether it's being said or not, that's like kind of the push and pull. I think, too, ABBA has, at least for our generation and in the now times, has become it's not just okay to like abba but you've gotta like abba everybody mm-hmm. likes abba it's it's when weird it, that they, they were really reviled dismissed. that's absolutely true so it's just very interesting that i was like oh of course he liked abba and it's like probably people would not have at the that. time that's that wouldn't have been a cool thing to admit yeah additional notes about this song uh, originally this song was called pay to play And there's an early demo version where he's singing pay to play instead of stay away. Also, the very last lyric, God is gay, is something that Kurt would spray paint on trucks. Kurt was an ahead of his time gay rights advocate. Also with 
women's rights as well. Absolutely. Extremely uh, I, uh, progressive guy. I remember in the Kathleen Hanna documentary, mm -hmm. uh, they were talking about how she, um, she named Smells Like Teen Spirit. She, she, she had it written on it on his wall. wall. Yeah. Referencing the, the deodorant. The deodorant. Of oh, yeah. Girlfriend. But he didn't know that Teen Spirit was a deodorant brand. He just thought yep. it was like this poetic. Uh... <laughs> exactly. And then he made like one of the most important rock songs mm -hmm. in history. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to another song that's kind of about social distancing. You can meet up with people if you want to, but you obviously have to keep your distance and you can't physically interact. So let's listen to a song from the E Street band called You Can Look But You Better Not Touch. That was You Can Look, But You Better Not Touch from Bruce Springsteen off of his fifth studio album, The River, released in 1980. I credited that to the E Street Band, though, because it was the E Street Band and not Bruce who were inducted in the musical excellence category in 2014, with Bruce having been inducted as soon as he was eligible back in 99. 
listening to that song, I was like, man, this is the kind of song that I would like to hear live. It doesn't do much for me via recording. It just mm-hmm. sounds like, man, I wish I was at a bar listening to this song. Right. Or I wish I was seeing this band play this song live. Yeah, and there are people who will maybe say that about the E Street Band overall, which is that really if you want to experience their music to the fullest, hearing them live is the way to go. You know, they are like fish in that way. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. I just, I, I mean, I hate to say it. Once again, someone is drawing that obvious comparison to Fish from the E Street Band, and I get it, because sometimes I hear music and I'm like, am I listening to Fish? Oh no, it's Bruce Springsteen. You get me. It's just how it goes. Also, um, when I was gurgling the lyrics, I was looking, because I'm like, man, this is a real, also just like, it is what it says, and it says what it is. You could look, but you better not touch. Yeah, um, it covers every angle of that idea. I, I dropped a it vase. It begins with the vase in the antique shop. I'm like, oh my god. And then it goes on to you know the more uh, romantic ways of interpreting that phrase. Well, what I want you to know is that when you Google, you could look, but you better not touch. The first auto population is wiggles. Yep. There's a song by the Wiggles called You Can Look But You Better Not Touch and it is about snakes. Interesting because I there again that's another one where there could be a lot of angles could be the stove uh <laughs> could be all sorts of dangerous things for children so. Yeah, this song is actually called Snakes parentheses You Can Look But You Better Not Touch. Okay. I teaching the children. I bet it's cuz the Wiggles are in Australia. I think they're Australian, and there's a lot of poisonous snakes. That's more of a threat. They, but the chorus seems to be the same. You can look, but you better not touch. Inspired by our man Bruce, no doubt. The Wiggles, if you really read between the lines, there's a lot of influence from the boss. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> yeah. it's Again, it's like a straight line. It goes from the boss to... Trey Anastasio to the (laughs) The Wiggles. Let's move on. With the quarantine and the lockdown, plans have been canceled. You might have things that you wanted to accomplish or do that are essentially meaningless now. So... No, it's too close. I hate it. Listen to a song called It Doesn't Matter Anymore by Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. 
that was It Doesn't Matter Anymore from Linda Ronstadt. That was off her fifth solo studio album, Heart Like a Wheel, which was released in 1974. But It Doesn't Matter Anymore was actually released as a single in 1975. Initially a B-side to When Will I Be Loved, but ended up being a surprise hit, thus making that release a double A-side and it went to number 47 on the charts, in addition to charting on the adult contemporary chart and the country chart as well. That song has some additional rock hall cred because its original recording was by Buddy Holly. Oh. In the late 50s. And it was written by non-rock and roll hall of famer Paul Anka. Paul Anka? He's like a um, kind of a early croonery guy. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Okay. And that's a song that has been covered many times. And, you know, one of the things Linda Ronstadt did very that's, well. She's notorious. Taking a her. song and making it her own and having an incredible arrangement and, and interpretation of songs. Elevating like the art of the cover. Well, let's, let's move on. As you know, just about every playlist we've done, there's at least one song about loneliness. Because that is just the name of the game in quarantine. So let's listen to a song called Alone Too Long by Hollow Notes.
That was Alone Too Long by Hall and Oates off of their fourth studio album, self-titled Daryl Hall and John Oates. That is from 1975. And that song was released as a single, although it only went to number 98 on the charts. I don't know why, because what an absolutely great song that was. It's great. <laughs> so groovy. I had a great time listening to it. I'm, I'm going to put a little heart next to it. And you know what? It's going into my liked songs. What the hell? Take that, Spotify. Well, I'm curious, Kristen, if you could tell anything different about that song, that Hall & Oates song. Oh, no. Is this a test? No. I mean, like, if it didn't strike you then it didn't strike you i mean yes there was a point in it that it sounded like another one of their songs okay did you hear that maybe i mean okay. you, you kind of picked there that was up. there was a point in it that it sounded like um was it man eater or, or rich girl rich it girl. sounded like rich girl. Okay. yeah yeah it sounded like rich girl in, in a part of it and i was like oh well, what's we'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> what is interesting about this song is, is it's there backup singers. John is Oates that? is singing lead. Oh. So usually, especially for the singles, Daryl Hall is singing lead, but this is one of the ones where John is taking the lead vocal. It's uh, really good. He does a good job. I he sounds real smooth and groovy. Yeah, this is a really this is a really fun song. This was also I have not seen the show, but I guess it was the theme song to that show Hello Ladies that Stephen Merchant did. Oh, yeah, I did not see that show either, but I actually thought to myself this should be in a in movie something. or a television show. Yeah. I was like this just sets such a mood. Also, was it was it Roy or was it Bob who was their um champion? Roy Roy. Our boy Roy Traken uh, yeah. had admitted on this here podcast that he was flown to on the dime of Holland Oates management to New York to advocate for them at the Rock Hall nominating committee, a committee that he was already on. But, you know, the, the Holland Oates people, they, they gave him a little extra juice, not to say he wouldn't have advocated for them any other year or instance, but he did say specifically they asked him to do it and, and he it happily obliged it worked and the he other got... thing with that type of thing is you could be like hmm that's interesting but also the rest of the committee was like yeah i agree and then they put them on the ballot and then an even larger body was like yes they should be in the hall so yeah he didn't like you know backdoor them in or anything like that mm -hmm. but well, and, you know, I was a bit dubious about the Hall & Oates induction because, you know, I think that they have gotten and perhaps an unfair reputation, but because they were such a popular band in the 80s and they had so many pop hits, mm -hmm. I think that people don't take them that seriously. And I was one of those people. And I liked their package was good did Questlove induct them because i know they're philadelphia yeah you said that was their what studio album was that their first studio album no 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 you no. said fourth in 1975 that was their fourth studio album yes they were they were going for a long time before they really broke through how old are they old <laughs> <laughs> uh daryl hall is 73 and john oates is 72 
I'm over here like, say what? Okay. Well. There you well, have it. They're, they're still out there making music or touring. Yeah, and they stuff, tour and they, yeah, they will put out stuff. And I don't know that Daryl Hall still does it, but he had a fun show where he would uh, yeah. have people over to his house and they just jam. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Daryl's house. Boy, so far, this has been a real, um, a fun playlist. What could possibly what could bring be- us down? Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for something to bum me out. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's move on to, you know, in quarantine, we try to stay active if we can. It's hard to do because you can't really leave. So it just feels like most of the time that you're spending, you're sitting down. So... <laughs> Let's just li- listen to a song that's called Sitting by Cat Stevens.
that was sitting by Cat Stevens. That is off his sixth studio album, Catch Bull at Four, from 1972. That song was released as a single in 1973 and reached number 16 on the Hot 100 charts. You haven't played a song I didn't like yet, and I'm worried. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> are we going to get through a whole app? I mean, I, I guess I wasn't in love with that E Street Band song, but it wasn't hard to listen to at all. And I've downright enjoyed almost every other song. Like, My God. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> What's you know, happening? I had not heard this song before, but it, it to me it was almost like a long-lost Cat Stevens song, because I feel like it's not one of the ones you hear but it yes. fits perfectly with all your favorites in terms of the way yeah. it sounds and, you know. And the feeling it evokes, it's yeah. very Rushmore soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> there is something in the young man striking out on his own in the world vibe of a Cat Stevens piano driving mm -hmm. song, you know, contemplative but powerful kind of song that was very in that vein. It, I don't know. I thought lyrically it was a very beautiful song and musically very beautiful song. I enjoyed it. Joe, you enjoyed it. You had a little, you were more animated. I had clicked away to look around at some stuff mm -hmm. and I come back to the Zoom and, and I was, Joe, Joe I was is, feeling it. Joe is dancing in the rain <laughs> metaphorically. He's yeah. His hands in the air. He's letting it rain down on him. That's, I had a good time. Yeah, it was nice. Did did that song get moved into your faves? Yeah, I think so. But also, like, I'm literally making playlists with all these songs. So I go to the where I have all these put together, and then I, I will click on that one. Yeah, I'm enjoying that one quite a bit. I mean, yeah. the one, two with Hall & Oates. Maybe I'm going to heart sitting right now. Okay, I did it. I did it. We'll see if I unheart it later, but who knows? Incredible. It's getting in the like song category. It's a lot happening for us this time. Now, I, I, I know you're waiting for this train to end. Uh-oh. This streak of songs that you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. The quarantine, this is not a profound statement, but it's <laughs> difficult, right? Doing this, doing this is not easy. So let's listen to a song called Hard Times by Kiss.
was Hard Times by Kiss off of their seventh studio album, Dynasty, from 1979. Uh, That song was not released as a single. And you might even hear it and think that it sounds a little bit off from a typical Kiss song. Again, we have someone taking lead vocals who doesn't normally. The lyrics and vocals from that song were Ace Frehley, the guitar player. Ace Freely, who has a really good song. New York Groove is a great song. So he got to do a few lead vocals on this album. And I wonder if it's because this was the first release after Kiss did their four solo albums. And the most successful one was Ace Freely's because it had New York Groove on it, which was the only major hit out of those solo albums. That song is so good. This so, song? Yeah. No. <laughs> not as this much. song does not rule. It's like not the worst song I've ever heard, but it really sounds like it could have been written by a high schooler, especially simple. the chorus. I mean, just simple, sim- simple words, simple chords, simple, woo, you know, the message. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to take. Those poor kids cutting school clearly doing drugs. Hey, they don't even want to think about it anymore because they're on the right track. Yeah, that song was lame. It didn't ruin everything for me. Like, I'm not angry that I had to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I'd be angry if I had to listen to it again. Well, surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, this time, it actually, (laughs) it wasn't recording when you were listening to it. (laughs) You have to do it again. Yeah, I'll make you do it again. They're not... An interesting band to me. You know, I think Kiss can be an interesting band, but I would not say that this song is indicative of that. But, you know, one thing I will say that is interesting is for a band like this to have all four members consistently have lead vocals on songs, I think is kind of a cool thing. 
Yeah, and for all four members to consistently be wearing face paint is also uncharted territory. I mean, that's a big deal. I I'm not like angry at Kiss. I think that politically, <laughs> I'm I don't like them. Quibbles. I got some I got some quibbles. I got some queebies. I got some qualms. But I don't hate Kiss. That's the best I can say about them. Okay, we can and leave it at that. And some songs of theirs. Some songs of theirs rock. They have yeah. some rocking songs. I, I will sign off on that. Also, have we had a lot of artists from the 70s so far, yeah? Yeah. Outside of Nirvana. Nirvana. I mean. But everybody yeah. else had a career in the 70s, yeah? Absolutely. So far. Is there mm-hmm. any more? Is there one more? That wasn't the end. Oh, God. That is not the end. There is one more song to play. And we got to go out on a high note. And you know, I got to make it uplifting. I need a song that's somewhat optimistic. So let's listen to Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel. Trees had burned down to the ground 
That was Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel. That is off of his fifth solo studio album, So, from 1986. That was released as a single, did much better in the UK than it did here. Went to number nine in the UK, went to number 79 in America. And of course, that is a uh, duet with Kate Bush. Also, someone much more popular in the UK than in America. Maybe that has something to do with yeah. the comparison. I also think that that, I mean, that's a six and a half minute song. And yeah. it doesn't, I mean, poppy. it goes, it is not poppy. It doesn't bop along, that's for sure. I mean, it's a lovely idea 
it's you know yeah no it is it's just that's not that is like if i'm gonna need a song to pull me back from the edge i'm probably gonna go for an everybody hurts before i go for a don't give up mm-hmm. but i recognize both of their merits in that regard merits in that regard a little bit of background on that song peter gabriel saw some of those classic pictures of like dust bowl americans during the depression i think dorothea lang was the photographer it's like that classic migrant mother image Mm -hmm. uh and then he was kind of connecting it to the economic hardships of the thatcher era britain and i guess because his reference point was those kind of american roots images the first person he wanted to do the duet with was not Kate Bush, but Ooh, Madonna. Well, because of the rootsier American music was Dolly Parton. Whoa. Imagine that video with Dolly Parton. They could not be that close in that hug. <laughs> There's a little something in the way. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, we should point Dolly's- out that there is a music video for this song, which we watched and it is exclusively Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel in a close embrace as there's an eclipse behind them. And they're on like a turn, a, a spinner. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a, like a lazy table. Susan? They're on the turntable. They're being rotated. Right. So that you there's... see only one of the, whoever's singing gets rotated uh-huh. in this embrace, in this very close embrace. It was really, it felt like a flex on all of us during social distancing. Yeah, it was, it was rude. <laughs> That watching two people hug for six and a half minutes would actually harm my mental health more than uh, having to hear a kiss song, but it did. Um. And it is one shot, too. It is one continuous take. You know, Kate Bush is giving it her all, as she always does. I mean, she's an expressive lady. She's a an eccentric woman. Mm -hmm. I really like her. She is cool. I mean, it's just wild that that was ever released. I love Peter Gabriel, too. Uh And I love Kate Bush. And I think this song is fine. It's just not going to be one I'm ever going to, well, hopefully. Maybe I would need to turn to it. Maybe in my hour of need. The top YouTube comment was from someone who got saved from suicide by this song. So I'm like, I really can't. (laughs) Yeah, poo-poo it. There's an interesting comparison with both the feel of this song and the music video to the single from so that was released before this which was sledgehammer oh my God. which is so different and you yeah. look at the music videos too it's so intricate and complex and that's obviously one of the more inventive creative music videos of all time that's followed up with one take which was maybe a choice to go in the extreme opposite direction and i think it was probably thought of as innovative to do a single take Mm -hmm. the eclipse happening behind them i don't know digital technology was just i mean they were using burgeoning digital technology and maybe it felt very edgy at that point but i'm like how can you make sledgehammer (laughs) i know i know because sledgehammer is still an impressive video yeah no it really is Well, that is our quarantine playlist for 2014. 
to review, we had Stay Away from Nirvana. You Can Look But You Better Not Touch by Bruce Springsteen, or in this case, the E Street Band. Uh, it Doesn't Matter by Linda Ronstadt. Alone Too Long by Hall & Oates. Sitting by Cat Stevens. Hard Times by Kiss. And Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel. If you want to listen to those songs again, they will be added to our Spotify mega mix where we have all the songs we've been playing for these quarantine playlist episodes. Uh, if you're enjoying these episodes or have anything else you'd like to tell us, please email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see that, you're going to have to say that somewhere in the message. Otherwise, I'm not sending it to her. Yep. At rockhallpod on Twitter and Instagram, please follow us and uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. We've gotten some nice reviews recently, so thank you for that. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to our respective roommates, Chad Briggs and Sean Keen on my end, Ramona Trinick and yours for letting us use our homes as recording studios. And of course, thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares <laughs> about that rock hall? It moves so quietly through the long green grass. And if you see it come your way, just wave as it goes past. Wave as it goes past. The snake, it moves so fast. But you'd better not touch. You better not touch. Dying, you can dying, look, but you better not touch. You better not. You better not touch. He means business. Look, but you better not touch. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.